Hello internet welcome back to the podcast I'm your host Vihan and today we have the luxury of having an extremely cool guest here with us he's the coolest crisis head I've ever had the luxury of meeting he's a tank memer and above all he's an audiophile che it's a pleasure to have you here today thanks man i feel like you're definitely overselling me but uh, i'll take the introduction either way <laughs> yeah so today we're going to discuss uh, new zealand's specifically jacinda's recent interview and alec baldwin shooting someone so jay why don't you give your thoughts on jacinda first cool uh so i feel like okay so i i feel like i should probably give a bit of context like extra explain what's going on there so basically um the the president jacinda miss arden said that new zealand will be coming out with a new traffic light system which basically means that uh, the country will function normal but there will be a red light and a green light so basically in the green light uh, uh, things go normally but during the red light people that aren't vaccinated are um not allowed to go into restaurants bars gyms hairdressers um they can't gather into more than groups of 10 which um i believe a standard lockdown procedure anyway although the thing is when the thing is they're being discriminated into two groups basically citizens who are vaccinated and citizens who aren't vaccinated and that um that is what basically has a lot of people being worried so the thing is that um new zealand has an indigenous maori population which are basically um you know people who who were there before new zealand was inhabited either way they're not very big on vaccinations um so the thing is the the main concern is that first of all people who don't want to be vaccinated believe that they will be losing their rights and of course they believe that it might be a plot to discriminate against the people but and funnily enough when you think it in the genius population you think the maori population you think tribals right well guess what the maori party likened the system to and i quote a real life squid game now I don't know who appointed the Maori party's representative but I don't believe calling things a real life squid game is the best way to be dealing with it but uh, I digress <laughs> So yeah hmm. Yeah so considering uh, Rebel News actually posted that uh, video clip on Twitter and it's been doing the rounds on Twitter in fact Jacinda Ardern was trending today in the morning when i checked because she just flat out said that okay yeah there's going to be two classes of people she just said yeah they're going to have two classes of people now and the unvaccinated class will be losing rights so like while the squid game comparison is definitely uh, extremely asinine i feel like they 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 are coming from a relatively uh, logical viewpoint there true true yeah the thing is um it's not it's not that crazy now um obviously very pro va- vaccine i'm not the type of person to like oh force it upon them but if you really think about it the people that aren't vaccinated are posing a threat to other people in society now again that that is a is there's a there's a spectrum right that people are like oh you don't have to vaccinate and the people are like you have to vaccinate or you will die that's not true thing is 
in the way the vaccine works right now is it will not prevent you from getting COVID. It will just make symptoms for, for you, um, you know, much more bearable. So that, I feel like that's also a misconception that people need to realize. But uh, yeah, it's also not a violation of human rights, technically, seeing that these are the same people that went through the one of the world's most stringent, stringent lockdowns. Which, yeah. Yeah, also, do you know this? Um, New Zealand had a total of 28 deaths due to the virus. 28 since it came around. Which is absolutely crazy. If you compare it to Kuwait, who has um, a similar population, actually a smaller population, Kuwait has had 2,460 deaths, which is, um, it's insane. That's 100 times more. And you don't see Kuwait uh, discriminating, at least on the basis of vaccine, but Kuwait, they're doing their own thing. Yeah, that's my two cents. Yeah, so Jay, there's a lot to dissect in what you said over there. So uh, let's yeah. start from the most recent thing you said, uh, bringing up Kuwait statistics. So I have, mm -hmm. in terms of death statistics, at least from what I have seen in terms of analyzing them, a lot of the deaths that, a lot of deaths from COVID are people who are generally senior citizens or already have previously existing health complications like asthma, for example. So yeah. do Kuwait's death statistics also reflect that? Um, no, unfortunately, it's extremely hard to get a consensus on that. The, this just totals the, you know, the deaths due to COVID. It might, it doesn't specify whether um, complications from other illnesses or literally directly COVID. So. Hmm. Yeah, so coming to New Zealand uh, right now, so from what I have, from what I've researched, what I found is that uh, they've been upping the strictness of their lockdown ever since they went into lockdown over one COVID case. I think it was in July of yeah. this year. And so they've it been was, upping the strictness yeah. of their lockdown. They've reached an 80% vaccination rate and they're still at an all-time high in terms of cases even considering their brilliant performance in tackling COVID last year. And so what a lot of the people on the far right have been suggesting is that Denmark opened up. They haven't spiked because they just got rid of everything. Vaccine mandates, passports, the whole nine yards. And so right now they're doing a whole lot better. And they have roughly the same, pop they have a slightly higher population than New Zealand, but they also have le a higher population density than New Zealand. Yeah. And they're doing way better. So a lot of people are suggesting that what New Zealand is doing right now is that they're going through with a strategy that doesn't work. And their solution for the strategy not working is giving the government more power. So can I have your thoughts on that? So yeah, I, I'm not 100% against this, but I'm certainly not a supporter of, of this strategy. I feel like you know, at some point, and this is this is the teenager in me that's been locked up for two years now, saying that please end this. So, but uh, see, either you can go the path that oh, the economy is we are losing points on the economy, right? You could say open up everything, let the businesses go on, right? But then the thing is, again, you have COVID, so. It's very, very hard to tell, but I feel like New Zealand is definitely overreacting, seeing as that they have had a total of 5,000 cases, just compared to, again, I took Kuwait because I, it's the closest um, country I could find. Kuwait has had 
of 4.1 lakh cases. So again, I believe that New Zealand is definitely overreacting. They have some merit, but that's an overreaction for sure. Do you think that this, uh, at least again, like quoting what a lot of the people on the far right are suggesting is that this is again, the New Zealand government, uh, actually, uh, we've seen this across a lot of governments where they're trying to go ahead and claim more power and they're making people okay with it by claiming moral high ground. And so do you think that this is another step towards that? Yeah, no, that's, that's branching into the conspiracies, which I love to be honest. Um, so yeah, this does set precedent for precedent for you know them to take more control because if if now they do advance into this red light green light policy, and you know they can restrict a certain group of people to not have certain rights, then it might. It's a it's a big stretch. I'll have you know a huge stretch, but it might set precedent for them to later on say that. Or, you know, you you guys were fine with the red light, green light system. And now um, we can do X, Y, Z. Now, again, that is a very pessimist thing, a very conspiracy-minded thing. But yeah, I think it might set. There's a chance. Yeah, so building on that front, actually. So actually, a lot of the EU nations right now, specifically France, have been having protests for around about over three months now the concept mm-hmm. of the vaccine mandate and the vaccine passport so do you feel that considering that all these countries have responded in such a let's use the word vocal response do you think new zealand's anti-lockdown protests will definitely spike after this and do you think that oh, they yeah, are to some sure. level justified yeah for sure for sure because the thing is new zealand with the other countries they are um somewhat discriminating but i feel like new zealand is the most discriminating that i've heard of the lot seeing as that the normally your your representative the person in charge would dodge the question of saying that dodge the opinion that we're dividing you into two groups but no this this president uh miss arden has gone straight as like yes some of you will not have as many rights which uh, is also a terrible way to phrase that uh, but yeah, I think the, these are going to go up. The the protests are going to go up like crazy, especially since um, there's the Maori indigenous population, because you know there are, you know, as you go further in the years, people have a much larger sense of, let's say, social justice. I feel like there will be a lot more vocal when they find out that a minority will be among this group. Yeah, so building, uh, going further on the Maori uh, information that you provided us. Uh, so if you go to notice in places like NYC and the United States as a whole, a lot of people who are objecting to the vaccine are people from, from minorities who generally lean very right-wing, you know. So people like African-Americans who aren't a part of the, of the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, Hispanics, Cubans who managed to flee into the United States. So do you think that the COVID issue, which has been relatively very politicized so far, do you think that it will pan out or will it at some point have to dip its feet in hypocrisy? I think it's well past that point. The thing is with hypocrisy, 
you never realize you're being a hypocrite right i feel like that point is well passed with you know the politicizing you know at the very start of of lockdown when covid was first discovered like oh my god china is using biological weapons on us and then um you know as you went on with trump's administration he was literally fighting against his own health advisor dr fauci and then you had the left people who were worshiping worshiping him which is again wrong you, you need i feel like people need to maintain more unbiasedness which is something that you see much less of today so yeah it's it's well past hypocrisy in my opinion it's just that people haven't realized it yeah so building on what you said that people should maintain a more unbiased opinion the problem with that mm-hmm. is that the line of the center in the political spectrum is relatively very hard to define especially i remember walks did this video of admitted republicans have broken us politics where they were talking about how republicans have continued to go more and more right leaning as time has gone on ever since i think they were starting from either the reagan administration or the kennedy administration and they were showing how republicans had continued to stay for the right however the problem with it was they didn't take a well defined line of what center counts and so what we actually notice here is that the line of the center has continued to shift towards the left as it should but this further yeah. but what this further raises the point is that what counts as far right anymore and what counts as center right anymore is center right just far is is it just center left from the 60s people aren't sure what counts as far right anymore so can i have your thoughts on that so um yeah again like you said it's extremely hard to define these kinds of things because at the end of the day right and left the people's ideologies the people's opinions and even in a group of like minded people you are going to have a lot of say deviation in what the accepted um, ideology is so you'll have right wingers that are let's say for gun laws and you'll have right wingers that are absolutely against gun laws you'll have left wingers you know it's 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 very hard to define i believe that um someone who is truly in the center is someone that's able to pick out the best of each side like this is my opinion again like um from someone centrist should be able to pick out good things like abortion laws from the left perhaps um you know something in the case of america gun laws from the right maybe it's it's very hard it's very hard to say but yeah no even i claim myself to be a centrist so you i might be um considered a right winger by most people and then a lot of right wingers just consider consider me a leftist so yeah it's, it's a very debatable topic yeah that that's that's a very interesting take on the entire on how hard it is to quantify what counts as right or left ideology yeah. so this uh, so can Hmm. Yeah, so coming back to New Zealand, they have been passing more and more authoritarian laws recently, right? And like they've better and recently banned the knives. 
Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, this, this because because of an eight victim stabbing incident, they called a terrorist attack. And so, do you think that New Zealand, with the vaccine passport and this recent knife ban and uh, the hostility that they and how pro-gun control and gun banning the country has recently gotten, do you think that they are moving towards Australia's strict lockdown, where they go shoot puppies and tackle grandmas and pepper spray them for not wearing a mask? I love that phrase. Um, you know, fun fun fact: Australia has banned um paintball. They straight up banned paintball. They were like, "We are not taking any risks, man. We're going full authoritarian yeah. on this." Yeah, I'm not even kidding. It's insane. Like even yeah. Nerf blasters. I'm pretty sure you have to get those registered now. What? You have to get. Yeah. That's I'm insane. Not I'm not kidding. For a I'm country sure that went more. to war with its own national board, that is <laughs> over. Yeah, and lost, and lost, and lost. <laughs> you would think they would arm themselves better, but here we are. Yeah, so it is insane. I have a few um, relatives in Australia. They seem yeah. fine, but every day on my my, my uh, his story, I see one conspiracy after the other. Because the thing is, with the Australian government, they're really going. They're heading there. I don't want to say authoritarian, but they're heading there. It's a lot of crazy stuff. Like it's a, I'm sure it's a great country to live in. I'm sure it's, you know, the laws do make it somewhat safe, but at what cost, right? Jay, there are countries that prefer Vegemite on toast. That's not safe, man. <laughs> Fair enough, Vegemite on toast. Yeah, so do you think that New Zealand will at some point get as strict as Australia? Do you think there are at least on the path to that? Oh, for sure, for sure. I think they're heading there. I um, I can't wait to see what they do next because it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be even more controversial. I don't know why, but I have that, Mm. I have that feeling. Mm. So, Have to wait and see. Yeah. So, do you think that vaccine passports are inherently so discriminatory and leading us to something like the Auschwitz? That do you think that they they take us on the path to that, or do you think that that's just far right wing hoopla? That is most definitely right wing bullshit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sorry, I can't. Can I say that? Yeah, you can swear. This podcast is explicit. Awesome. Awesome. Mm. Um, yeah, no, 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 because look, a a paper that declares whether you're vaccinated or not, basically a paper that declares whether you're a threat to society or not, I feel like that's, that's okay, right? It's, it's, because I, country, especially when you're, um, traveling internationally or by plane you're in that locked space there's no ventilation if one person has covid the way the air is circulated a lot of people almost in that plane will probably get covid so the thing is countries should definitely reserve the right to um, only allow vaccinated people into their countries because at the end of the day if you're allowing non-vax people into your country you're increasing the risk of your country taking a hit from from people that aren't even from your country. So I, I'm completely 100% with vaccine passports. 
I'm not with uh, mandatory vaccination or the red light, green light, but vaccination passports is reasonable to me. Yeah, okay, that makes sense to go ahead and say that. So actually, uh, uh, yeah, so do you think, so with vaccine passports, do you think that employers should hold the right to go ahead and fire someone over it? Hmm. Now, the, see, that's where it gets a bit more tricky because you have the government who is, you know, country owned and you ha- and then you're going to employers which is private owned that's if you give too much power to a privately owned um you know organization that that is where you know you go wrong the thing is if it's a physical workplace if it's a large you know even actually you know what any anywhere where an employee has to go physically i feel like an employer will be should be able to reserve the right to um make the unvaxxed person go like work online maybe uh i feel like firing might be a bit of a stretch but it lies so i it's it's a bit gray but i think i'll allow it yeah so okay that's a very interesting take you have there because uh, right now and so again, you talked about how vaccine passports aren't on the way to something like the Auschwitz. However, uh, there was recently this incident in the US where a man was denied a, an organ transplant because he wasn't vaccinated. And so mm-hmm. do you think that we are, so, because that is what a lot of far-right people are using as a crutch at this point, that, you know, yeah, this is how we're going towards the Auschwitz because we're starting to deny people healthcare. Mm-hmm. Where does it stop? Now, uh... I don't know all the facts with the organ transplant. Do you do you know them? Like, if you could. Uh, so again, I, I don't know everything, but from what I did research, mm-hmm. the man did test negative for COVID. And so he was going for his organ transplant and then he was flat out told, yeah, you, you can't get it, you're not vaccinated. Interesting. Okay, no, see, I feel like that that is too much. Denying them... Um, denying someone healthcare because there's a possibility that they might die is whatever that just beats the entire purpose of healthcare. If you're going to deny someone healthcare because they have an increased chance to die, why take your grandma to the doctor? Like she's going to die, and there's an increased chance, right? Now that that is wrong. Now, I don't often go with extreme right, but I, that is reasonable. You can't be denying people health just healthcare just because they're not vaccinated. I feel like that's a good point to end the New Zealand conversation and move on to the Alec yeah. Baldwin thing. Unless you have any more input you wish to give and we can discuss that further. Cool, cool. Um, no, no, not really. But I think it's going to be an interesting progression of events. All right. So coming to Alec Baldwin. So... Uh, Let's get your thoughts in first. Yeah. So again, for context, Alec Baldwin was a shooting movie called Rust in New Mexico. When um, he was shooting a scene where he was, he he had to shoot a, a gun loaded with blanks at directly at the camera. 
behind the camera was a cinematographer, um, Helena Hutchins. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, she was shot and killed uh, along with the director who was uh, wounded, but you know, he was fine. So this is a very sensitive topic, obviously, because someone lost their lives over what was arguably an accident but that's what i'm here to talk about people are conspiring a, a lot like they believe it's some kind of conspiracy theory so basically how it goes is um it's it said that her she was apparently working on a documentary about a pedophile ring which is why she was killed the thing is that has been proved wrong by her um agent so um, that again is, I don't know what you call that. Is that a right-wing theory? Is that a left-wing theory? Is that just an internet troll? I feel like that's something mm -hmm. that just came out of a weird part of 4chan. Yeah, yeah, probably. Because from what I've seen, a lot of the right-wingers are basically just trying to spite Alec Baldwin because he's so vocally for gun control and for you yeah. know gun licensing and all of that. So a lot of them have just been going ahead and mocking him over it, which is relatively very insensitive, I would say. Because yeah, he, he, even though he did go ahead and accidentally kill someone, it's accident. It's not on purpose. Accident, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And plus his his job dictated that you know he fired this um prop gun at the camera for that for that scene. So it's not even like he was playing around with a with a firearm he was it was his job um yes yeah so the thing yeah, is yeah please continue it, yeah the thing is how it works with um blanks is that so you'll have you know how your normal bullet works is it's it's your actual bullet and you have a casing made out of you know some kind of material you have your a primer and you know it's a really small explosive inside there that prepares the bullet basically how it works with blanks is it's just that um is just the explosive material explosive in the loosest sense okay like and it's filled with i don't know cotton or something really fragile like some like plastic i have no idea right but the thing is sometimes they can be fatal and very interestingly, um, one sec, well, I've written this down here. The workers were, um, Hutchins, the person who was shot, was one of the forefront of the people who was uh, sort of protesting against the film, uh, not the film, but you know, the people in charge, because they weren't allowed to stay in a hotel near the film, filming location they um they were told to drive some 50 miles to albuquerque to stay there and then drive another 50 miles to come back every day to shoot the film so um yeah that 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 is again another conspiracy that oh she was shot because she was unionizing and we can't have that here <laughs> so but but where it gets interesting is that apparently there were a lot a lot of misfirings of the guns prior to Alec Baldwin um, shooting the bird, you know, allegedly killing Hela Hutchins. So then the attention turns to the armorer. 
the person who provided the gun and um, the person who said you know it was safe. So a lot of people have said that he had an affair with Hela Hutchins. Now I don't know if that's true or not. I couldn't find anything about it, but uh, internet trolled me because that seems very unlikely. Then some people talk about Hela Hutchins's husband. Right, they're even going there. Matthew Hutchins, he he used to be an attorney for get this the Clinton campaign. Now, just think about how stupid that theory is for a second. He advocated for the Clinton campaign, right? Why would Alec Baldwin, someone known to mock Donald Trump for a living, why would Alec Baldwin shoot someone? Who was literally opposing Donald Trump? Right. Hey, yeah. I have one question. How deep did you go into Fortran? I I feel like if I tell you that answer, the, the the men outside my door are going to kick it down. They're, they're, they're tracking me as we speak. They're probably in on this meeting right now as well. That's why you should wear your tinfoil hats, man. Government can't track you then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I feel like a lot of the conspiracy theorists are coming from like the extremely weird corners of the internet. Because at least from what I have seen in terms of the, in terms of the right-wing-leaning pages I follow, a lot of them have been saying that this was just like a simple screw up. So the armorer, as you mentioned, you the the original armorer who they wanted, they weren't able to get him for a reason that escapes me at the moment. Um, my apologies. So they got this less experienced member armorer to go ahead and supply the gun, and so that this was nothing but a simple mix up issue. Mm-hmm. So that at least that's what I have seen and what I would like to believe. But yeah, so there's that, and then there's like the far right people who are like. Alec Baldwin, hypocrite. <laughs> so, um, of course, the the right wing need to um, say that it's a mistake, right? Because if they don't, then it sets a precedent for gun violence, and you know will lead to most definitely the banning of guns. So, the right wing does to protect their agenda does definitely need to say that it is um, a mistake. But then you know Actually, you have some right wing. Sorry, you want to go? Yeah, so you have some right wing people saying that it was Alec Baldwin's fault because um he didn't know gun safety, which is wrong because the scene literally dictated that he shoot the camera, which he did. So yeah. Yeah, but I feel like again i i have seen a lot of right wing people trying to use this case as an opportunity to start a conversation about how we should have gun education and we should like mm-hmm. have people learn how, how guns work just so that they can just for like a, just for increased safety you know because even if a gun is unloaded or like it's full of blanks you should to some extent treat it like it's an armed weapon that could potentially yeah. kill someone so i feel yeah, like that is this this yes. highlights that for sure Yeah, so I I feel like that is definitely the most productive thing to come out of this entire situation, where like yeah we go ahead and we teach people how to use these things responsibly, 
because a well-armed society is a polite society. Yeah, true, true. Um, yeah. So, but the at this point in time, the outcome is very uncertain. I think the best outcome right now would be to you know leave leave it alone because at this point, the conspiracies are really disrespecting um a dead person. They're just straight up using it for their agenda at this point um yeah yeah so at the end of the day just remember a person lost their lives i feel like that's that trumps your politics no pun intended. yeah yeah definitely yeah so do you have any other thoughts to the entire situation any other conspiracy theories you managed to track down anything in that regard um well I've got a lot in mind. I mean, just that I can't find, you'll have to ask me questions and I, I will, I'll be able to tell you. It's just that I can't think of it on command. You'll have to ask me questions. All right. What do you personally think was like the most probable reason for the entire death? I'd say um, the, the, the movie Cutting Costs because it says in a lot of articles that the movie was very low budget. The prop gun had um, fired off multiple times before. Um, yeah, I think it was just the... And also they weren't providing the crew with accommodation, which is a shitty thing to do. 50 miles. Uh, yeah. So I think it was a case of skimming their budget. And now this... I'm sure this movie most probably will be canned. I don't think any director will or producer or whatever will be able to make a movie good enough to forget about the fact that, hey, someone was shot in the face right here. Do you think Alec Baldwin was just really inspired by Breaking Bad considering the setting? Uh, yeah, I'm a huge Breaking Bad fan. Yeah, most most definitely. I'm sure Alec had like a little packet of meth in his pocket as well, uh, which he probably did before deliberately shooting her. It's a joke. Have you, have I, you seen the memes, like the, the meme pages? Like there are a lot of pretty whacked up memes out there, like of, you know, you'll have a scene of someone shooting something mm-hmm. and the caption be like, Alec Baldwin after the director says, um, you know, rolling or whatever the hell, mm-hmm. which... Okay, I guess it's funny, but it's too soon. It's too soon. Yeah, definitely, definitely very soon. Okay, yeah, okay. So I feel like, yeah, that's a great point to end on the entire Alec Baldwin situation. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to The Politicast. If you like this episode, check out our episodes on YouTube and Spotify. Thank you so much, Jay, for coming over. Let me know if you okay. want to come over again to discuss anything else. And that's all for today, guys. Oh. Adios. Adios. <laughs>